This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So, good morning, friends. This is the Monday, the 9th of January, 2023. And I'm just releasing the recordings of our weekend retreat we've just finished around Resilience, which was an absolutely beautiful weekend uh, where God moved in such a powerful way in each heart. And the first session we done was receiving the strength to stand through the coming storms in 2023. So here's the first session. Enjoy. Is them to get in they are just busting they need to tell tell us about it. Charles. I, tell us, uh, for, I think it's for me and maybe a few of the guys. Uh, we, uh, we broke chains, uh, it was it was a uh, vision or so. And it was as though we were going in this big boat. It was a bit like the Titanic, so I was panicking. But it was uh, it was it was a big belcher of a boat, you know, so but the boat was resilient, you know, that was the name of it, resilience. And uh, it was like one of the big cruise liners where you went, it was like a holiday. You went to take time out, you went to holiday and stuff like that. And I was on it and I was starting to relax, you know, and there was a swimming pool, you know, a swimming pool. And folk were all playing in it. And, you know, uh, being involved in what I'm involved in with broken chains, there was lifeguards and that, and I was trying to have fun, but then I was like well I'm somebody drowns and I was sitting where, where the lifeguards were, do you know what I mean And but God was saying no, go into the water and just enjoy yourself and stuff like that, so I totally think it was for me that our Debbie and, and, and that, that we've taken it was like you and Vince and yourselves were, were there to see what was happening here, you know, and I was to be in the water and enjoy it. And and, and, and when I started to do that, you know, because you, you don't want anybody to drown, you, and it's hard to switch after that, do you know what I mean? But what happened was we all started having fun, and uh, it was in, in God, I believe. But then folk were like, Gary was like, like we were playing volleyball, and, and some of us were just putting them up and just whacking the ball out, and, and then another one was doing it, and we were all playing this game. And it was amazing, do you know. But I think that's what God wants that spirit, you know, where He's going to teach us to relax and just it was beautiful, you know. And and when I saw like 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 icebergs or anything like that, the ship that we were in was able when we done that to be able to steer away from all these things. And I saw my wife come in the morning and I thought we having really good fun with her and, and, and that and being able to relax mm. and that as well. But it would steer away from, and I just realised that that was the, 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 the lighthouse and that to steer you away for the for the rocks kind of thing as well. So that's what I want. Beautiful mate. Beautiful. So who is needing strength? <laughs> it's a common denominator here. No matter what position in life we've gained or what role we've got. Everybody uh, is needing strength here. But I heard somebody's pen going in quiet time, I thought, brilliant. The journals are your one of your most important assets. 
Because see, sometimes these thoughts come, and you just go, "Ugh, oh, I've ate too much pizza. Oh, I've, I've, I'm, 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 that's mad, that. That's this. Well, when you're waiting in quiet, and you're giving God an opportunity to speak to you, and, and you get thoughts that are actually bringing life to you. It, I mean, for me, Jesus said something, he goes, take heed to what you hear. Right? Because if you don't, he goes, what you do have, you'll, you'll end up having nothing. You, you pay attention, you, you like, you, you appreciate, you value what you hear, you will, you will receive more. So, I, I have recently, Debbie uh, and Nan and Alison, we've done some interviews and the journey we've been on with Keys to Freedom. And I had a vision of Neo in the Matrix, remember, when he, Thomas Anderson, his name was, and he gets, he gets called into this new world, he gets given a new identity, a new name, but he couldn't act that name out until he got updated with the new beliefs, with the new skills and abilities. These tubes linked him to that supply. If you get into ICUs, people are at death's door, they need these tubes for the nutrients, the supply of life to make them alive, keep them alive. So that's, that is what we are doing in quiet. We are literally linking a tube. And that's what you need to believe. What Charles' vision is, is exactly what God's been telling us. He doesn't know anything about that. It's exactly what God's been saying, that dive in. Let go of trying to control or manage everybody else. Dive in. The invitation is to dive in. The other day there, Elaine had an amazing vision. And the vision was about God's invitation is getting into a bath. Now, I said, listen, we could quote that for Jeremiah. And I've heard that quoted quite a bit. But I go, I don't usually get it when I hear it. When I, when I could quote it for a certain chapter in Jeremiah. But when I heard it, God wants us in the bath to soak, to absolutely immerse ourselves in the, his presence. And, you know, have this rest. Elaine will get to something else. She says something about intensity. And it is profound. Are you going to be talking about that? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, brilliant. Uh, and to me, it's like this sense of relax. When we've been addicts, we're always intense. We're always serious. We're always, you can't relax. You can't have fun. So, you know, this sense of God saying, I'm inviting you in to dive in and have fun. But as, I'm telling you, it's the greatest, greatest uh, experiences when you're actually experiencing life, receiving life. So I'm asking the question, does anybody need strength? Context is, I went to Dublin with Fintan Elaine, John and Stacey Eldridge, and they'd done, a, they'd done this four days with me and my wife, and it was profound. So I, I will share some things just in a minute, uh, but it was utterly profound. I've heard these things for years, and I never got it. When I heard it when I was there, it was like, oh my goodness. And so we done Fighting for the Hearts of Children retreat, a lot of you were there, in September and afterwards I'm thinking we'll do this we'll do that and I went out to my wee hut where I go my wee shack and I'm quiet and I saw a, a light telling me resilient I saw this clarity of direction so I'm writing my journal this morning woke up very early today's a big day I'm actually getting to do what you've told me to do uh, this sense of executing and this mission of 
bringing this. And he has promised us great things. So this is where our hearts have to unite. When the guards to, we can live in the, you'll hear about this, we live in the shallows. We live up here where there's distractions constantly. And we don't receive. And we can go through our full lives living like that. So we're inviting you at the beginning here to say, right, let's take a, let's dive into the depths. I want strength, a supernatural strength. Elaine had beautiful words two days ago. Supernatural receptivity. So some of us who have been, you know, struggled to read, struggled to learn, God can supernaturally make us receive things that we need. So don't believe the lie that goes on in your head. Ah, this is not for you. This is too much. All they be voices. That's no God's voices. That's an that's a that's a that's a strict supernaturally receptive. So it means I'm I'm able to receive. I'm actually able to receive outside the usual capacity I have. You know. I'm able, I'm able to actually uh, absorb something that I've never had before. Because yes. if I go through life believing, this is the way I'm always going to be, thinking think, think the way I've always thought, you know, what hope is there? But for God to give, to, 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 and that's what I mean with Neil, the tube goes in and he was no longer just the wee, I'm just the wee Neil, the wee computer, and Thomas Anderson, the wee computer programmer. The, the, the life, the, 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 um, the tube, the, the source of supply made him more. So, that's not what I was going to talk about, but anyway. <laughs> um, so, I so what I'm going to do is just read. read I'm not going to overwhelm you. I'm just going to read something. I'm going to take it very slowly. I know everybody probably has heard it, but we'll read it and then we'll, we'll open this up a wee bit. And it's coming from... Well, before I read this, the day has been profound. I, I'm doing three sessions and... I have had every session has been there's been the the what you call the platonic plate the plates it's not platonic some the, 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 it was almost like tectonic aye the plates were almost things were have been moving and I'm going I don't even know what, what I'm talking about here and it's almost like that God has actually been sh- changing and, and adjusting things it's that profound we want but that this. Third session for me, it's that profound. I'm going, oh my goodness, something that I've not even heard. It was, so it was beyond my capacity. Maybe other people have heard it, but <laughs> it was beyond me at that point anyway. Um, so, this session, I started to study. I felt inside, start researching, receiving the strength to stand. I go to the garage, I go to a guy and drive with a motor for his MOT. And, uh, the guy, the guy says to me, I goes, how are you doing? I've been talking to him for about two or three years and he's quite, he's a great, good connection with the fella. He's got a bit of a depressive problem. So I've been trying to help him at times and but he, he, want, he says he wants help. But, but So this time, again, I say, how are you doing? Terrible. The leader of the garage. And he goes, it's not just me. He says, the people that come into this garage, they're all the same. I'm like, now I've been studying this in the morning, full of joy, full of hope, full of strength, and he's saying to me, terrible, and I goes, so what's the answer? And he goes, it's from within. 
This is his words. Believe this or no. It's from within. And he starts telling me. And, and then something else happened. A guy comes over and gives him the car. His car. He goes, can you MOT it? And he goes, aye. He don't look inside. I'm sitting watching all this happen. The guy's saying, I've got a problem. But it comes from within. But don't look inside. And I thought, is that not the answer? The world. I'm going to get to some of the, the, the things that was going on with this guy. The guy's trying to find answers without God. He runs his garage. It's him that it runs it. So, but the context here is, what is the answer? And the question we're all answering, with all this unrest, everywhere we look, whether it's money, with fear of illness, uh, all the different problems that's been going on. Life's hard enough, but this time has been one hang after the other. There has been a lot of, a lot of instability and uncertainty and unrest. So we're all feeling that. So the, 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 the need is, I need, I need strength. How do I get through? How do I stand? How the heck do I stand through the, the storms that are keeping happening? So... This is Paul in Ephesians 3. And he says, For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that Father from whom all fatherhood takes its title and derives its name. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in your inner man by the Holy Spirit, that he would indwell your inmost being and personality. May Christ, through your faith, actually dwell and settle down and abide and make his permanent home in your heart. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely in love, that you may have the power to grasp with all the saints what is the breadth, what is the length, what is the height, and what is the depth of God's love for you? That you may really come to know practically through experiencing it for yourself, the love of Christ, which faster surpasses mere knowledge about it without experience, that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God, that you'd have the richest measure of his divine presence and become a body, wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we can ask, think, or even imagine, according to the power that works in us. Right? So, the last verse I just read, I had heard that all my Christian life, is to do with, God's going to do amazing things with your life, prosper you, do all this stuff. But he's actually, in the context, he's actually saying he can do exceedingly abundantly above what he's just spoke about. That he can strengthen us with might in our inner man. That he can, that he can uh, make us so rooted and grounded and secure in our love, God's love and acceptance of ourselves. And fill us, flood our being with the, with the fullest measure of his presence and a body flooded with God himself. It's utterly profound. And you might be sitting here like I was, 
that's exactly what I need, the part we love. At the, when I heard that in June, I went, or May, I went, I need more of that. I need more love and my ability to love others. My ability to, to, to live out of that deeper, secure, <coughs> rooted and grounded place that does to keep running to all the other things to medicate it. So, so I'm only going to speak on one of these verses. What we are aiming at over these next days is this <coughs> resilience. To be able to withstand, recover quickly from dif- difficult conditions. The Latin origin of the word is to leap back. The bounce back ability that's difficult to keep down. And we're going to talk about the strength that prevails. I'm going to quote, I'm not going to read it all out, but the Passion Translation talks, when it says this, you know, that portion I've just read, he says, I pray that God would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favour until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. So we are sitting here going, I need something. I'm needing something. I'm needing strength. Where does it come from? This guy's going, I've got the answers. Then I get to my barber. <laughs> Look, this is what's been happening. I get to my barber and she goes, she says, there's something, I can't put my finger on it. She's dealing with men all day long and she's going, there's something wrong. People are carrying a cloud. And I was like, I, I, I know it's wrong. You know, and I was so grateful for her to tell me that because she's actually dealing with men day in, day out, all different ages, and saying there's something going on. She's telling me about a guy who just committed suicide. So I'm, I'm then going, you know, where's the, where's, where's the source of strength we need to get through what we're facing? So the Amplified, what I've been reading out, I says. Paul prays this, asking God to grant us out of his rich treasury (coughs) of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with his mighty power, right? So, these words you go, what's that all about? Oh, the religious words and that. Riches, his glory, his treasury. Tre- treasury means a place where treasure stored. It's like the, the, the state, our state, is where the coffers and resources and supplies are. The treasury. He's saying, out of God's treasury and out of his wealth and abundance, and the abundance of what? His glory. Now, I'm going to show you a wee clip. Um, John introduced us to this and it blew me over. Because we hear the word glory and you go, that's just an old religious word that who knows what that means. But he prays specifically here that God, we are praying and asking for God out of his riches, his treasury of his glory to strengthen us. It's important to understand what that is. Because if I don't know it, I don't believe it. So, I'm just going to share the bit of research I've done. Glory is it's used to describe the manifestation of God's goodness and presence. Exodus 3, Moses said, show me 
your glory. Asking, show me this. I want to see it. I want to know it. In the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus, uh, uh, with, with, with his closest disciples, they saw his glory, it says. But the two, the two I want to focus on, it actually talks about his glory manifested and revealed. So it shows you what it is. So in John 2, he turns the water into wine. Of all things, Johnny Carr sung about. <laughs> he turned the water into wine. And he says he manifested his glory by, by doing this and displayed the greatness of his power openly. So I'm just going to put this wee clip on because it gives you a real picture of this, what it looks like. See the extravagant generosity of how he manifested his glory.
Stop the music. Stop the music. <coughs> Everyone, listen. I have something I would like to say. I would like to address the bridegroom and the bride families. At every wedding I've ever overseen, they serve the best wine first. And then, when the people have drunk freely, much later in the feast, they serve the poorer wine, the cheap stuff. <laughs> because by then, who is going to notice? <laughs> Am I right? But you, you've chosen now to serve the best wine I have ever tasted. Let us thank them for this unnecessary but honorable gesture. With the wedding of Asher, daughter of Rafi and Dinah, to Sarah, daughter of Abner and Hila, be as pure and as fruitful as this wine. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who brings forth the fruit of the vine. To Asher and Sarah! amazing miracle that that was that he manifested his glory so remember what we're praying here is Paul's prayer is that he out of his treasury of riches of his glory would strengthen us so see just having faith to rise about that's what glory looks like no stingy do you know there was six uh, water pots that held 30 gallons each. It was an absolutely extravagant, gen extravagantly generous act, manifestation of that's how that's what I'm that's how I roll. That's that's how I that's how I supply. I give 180 gallons to a party. So we're praying for the strength. The 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 strength that reinforces us, that that imparts something into us. The next part is that speaks about this glory is Romans six. When Jesus was resurrected from the dead, it says in Romans six that he was resurrected by the glory of the Father. So it's, as I say, it's important to to grasp. Because we are asking him out of his glory do something for us this next four days. And he, he, 
he demonstrated his glory by raising Jesus from the dead. This life-given, regenerative power that raised him to life. Regenerate means, if you see an area that's regenerated, it's to generate or produce a new, it's to restore to its original strength, it's to bring new and more vigorous life to, to revive and renew and breathe life into. So his glory was manifested in this regenerative power. That's what we are asking him for. That regenerative power to breathe fresh life and strength, your explosive power, divine might and energy into our beings. Can we believe for this over these next few days? <laughs> you know, this out of the riches of his glory would strengthen and energize and reinforce our hearts and our innermost beings with this supernatural strength and resilience. Flooding us, filling us with divine might and energy and explosive regenerative power. That's, that's, that's what she's up to. That's what we need. That's what the world's no go. And ma, ma, you go, why, why do we need to ask for this? Why do we need to ask for this? Notice for the, the verse, Paul, Paul actually said that he would give that he would do this. And it is a, a game-changer. It's a revolutionary thought. Because self-sufficiency, self-reliance that we've been talking about, that we go through life like this guy at the garage. Because the guy, the guy at the garage, there was, he knew there was something lacking. He knew there was something wrong. But he thought it came for himself. And that is, that is the human race's problem. Independence rather than dependence. Abide in me and I in you. Without, without me, you can do nothing. Without the source of supply of strength that comes from God to us, we've tried it. What would it get us? Because we can't, it, it's never filling the gap. It never fills the hole. It never fills the, the ache. It never rele- truly relieves the pain. We have to run for mere. But he says... Drink this water that I'll give you and you'll never thirst. This quenches it. Now as I said, this morning when I got up and, and was just reflecting on the joy that of the leading of it, I was thinking, God, you're showing me these, we are, you're a thirsty bunch. Thirsty, desiring, hungering, wanting, wanting life. And, you know, we, we believe in God dive in you know we want to dive in um, I, when I, we were in Port Ban uh, in October, was it? October and it was the most stormiest time I've ever been there every time I've been it's been beautiful sunlight and uh, you know even in November December December January it was, it was sunny but this wind never stopped and we were like we actually felt we were on the, we were on the sea the caravan you know we were waiting quietly and Vince had a vision. Or God spoke to him saying, this is where you must live in the midst of these storms. And the run up to this resilience, he was saying, saying to us, you must live in this close connection to me in the midst of this. This is only way you're going to get through it. Only way you're going to get through it. And, you know, um, we, we can... I spoke to Nan 
recently about something. And she said to me, what did you remember for the last retreat? What God told me. She told me that. And I thought, that, see, to leave with a, a, a stability and a strength that actually has the power to actually change your full life. Because it lasts a lifetime when you hear those words, they don't leave you. I'm sitting with my wife and my son, 11 year old, and we sit in quiet on a Sunday morning. And, you know, we've been persisting in it. And I said to Daniel this morning, only a month ago, what did you, did you get in? And he said, I saw two trees. One had good fruit, one had bad fruit. I've got a choice on what I'm going to eat. 11 year old. I have to choose. I'm going, I'm sitting here going, I know that what, what you've just told me will always be true. The life that's within you will direct you the rest of your life. Not because daddy said it. Not because daddy gave you any trouble and told you you shouldn't be thinking like that. Because he received it. And as Charles said, you light up like a puggy. When, when that, when that, you know, when that, when that connection is made, and you go, when, when, when that source of life comes into you, you're going, oh my goodness. But there's obviously the, the balancing act of walking all these things. But we'll get to that. Uh, so, this word in part, beautiful. Because John did mention this in Dublin. That, that uh, you know, it's so freeing to know it's no own us. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean... Charles, Charles' vision there it's constantly been a lifeguard it's, it's utterly exhausting and we'll, we'll get to that, that in the morning um, so this sense of last retreat Fitton came to his prayer and said now you know we've run all these retreats you know you've got the information but just, just sometimes you're just blind and you come in and he goes we're asking, what, how is evil coming against you? And it was like, I wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking like this. And they run up to the retreat, and I heard inside, reject pressure, reject heaviness, strain and perfectionism that I am prone to. And you know, if it's all on me, all these things are absolutely guaranteed. It's all on me or on you. You know, the hangs are going to be there. So I'm saying it's, it's an amazing freedom to actually say, I'm dependent. Um, this doesn't come for me. I'm supplied with it. That supernatural strength resilient that he will flood a being with, it's given, it's provided. So it's a great thing you're going, oh, come on then, I, I want to dive in. Another thing happened to me, I, I had, like Dave there, I had this cold, and I was, honestly, I was so weak, I don't even think I felt as weak in my full life. And I went out to the hut this night, and I'm literally, I am, I am really low, really low, really low with strength. And I'm, I'm, I'm no feeling the, the zest for life at all, because it wasn't there. You know what it's like in your own? You know, I can see how folk can get into dark places, because you, you just go, I've not got any, any life in me, it feels, that's actually trying to live. It just feels like you're so drained. And 
this guy had given me this book called 40 Days in a Secret Place. And it's these 16th century mystics, guys that, that believed, they, they, they loved the presence of God. And one of, the, one of them is Madame Guignon. And she wrote, you must come to God as one who has no strength of your own. Mm-hmm. Now this is, this is hundreds of years before technology. This isn't this fragmented writing that's driven by all the craziness of demands. These people are deep, deep thinkers. They knew how to think, because their thinking wasn't uh, constantly assaulted by the amount of distractions we've got. And I read that, and honestly, I was like like this wee child, going, that that is what I am. That's what I feel now. Couldn't have said it for myself, but I read it. I I, I haven't got any strength of my own. And how freeing that felt to come to him as one who didn't. You know, like, I've not got the power to change or cleanse or restore or heal myself. It was, you know, that was like, well, the, the, the humility of coming to him and saying, I, I'm dependent on your strength. Now, this is a revelation I've got for John, and I, fe- I, I have to share it. Uh, it re- introduced us to the verse for Luke 21. Jesus tells us to pray for the strength that prevails. He tells us in this uh, chapter. And this is the chapter at the end of his ministry. He's telling people the end times and all the cares, all the the trials and tribulations that's going to come on the earth. Take heed to yourself. Be on guard, lest your hearts become overburdened, (coughs) depressed and weighed down. And look, look, with all the things that's going on with us, a battle that's on us, not to have our hearts full of other stuff. <coughs> and he said, we doing with the, God, the headache and the giddiness of a nausea of self-indulgence, drunkenness. Now these are things that he's saying, beware. Because when we are overburdened, where do we run? What well do we run to? And also worldly worries and cares. The amount of stuff that can get in tapis. Beware, take heed and be on guard against us. Lest this day come on you suddenly like a trap or a noose. For it's going to come upon all who live upon the face of the earth. So the, the, the admonition, the instruction, the direction was keep awake then. Watch at all times. Be ready, be attentive. Praying that you may have the full strength and ability to be worthy to escape all of these things. What things? Well, the things he was talking about. But all the things have been so taken out by self-indulgence, by drunkenness, by, by being weighed down and overburdened with all sorts. So, the word is used three times for strength in the New Testament. I've done a bit of research. Uh, and the other time it was used was in Matthew 16:18. Catus is the word for strength. Catus meaning to be strong against, to prevail against, to overcome. And he's, he quotes that same word in Matthew 16 when, when Peter had told Jesus, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus then tells him, you, I'll tell you what, Peter, you're, that's true. You're Peter, gives him this name. 
on this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The gates of hell will not have this conquering strength against it. So, this is the strength that he's asking and charging us to pray for. Pray for the strength to get through this. Pray for the strength to stand against the storms we're all facing. Pray for his strength that overcomes, helps us overcome, helps us, uh, you know, conquer and stand when everybody else is falling apart. Is that all right? How long am I on for? I know. So, this prayer is, is actually taken for John. Added a wee bit. But, you know, it's just to lay hold of what we've spoke about tonight. That, you know, we're choosing to ask God for this strength. And I think, I'll, I'll just pray this and can we just close our eyes and just ask God. I'm latching onto this. So, Father, we come to you. We thank you. You are the God of all creation. You're the God of the thunderstorm, the waterfall. And we need your strength tonight. I need your strength that prevails. I don't want to fall away. I don't want to lose heart. I choose you above all things. I pray for that supernatural resilience. I ask you to strengthen, energise, reinforce my heart and innermost being with a supernatural strength over these next days. I ask you to flood me, fill me with your divine might, your divine energy, your explosive regenerative power. Fill me with your overcoming strength that empowers me to stand against every storm that's coming against me, coming against the saints in this hour. By faith I receive it. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighters.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.